Welcome to the Millennial Falcon, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. I'm Willoughby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the D.C. area, and today with me is only... I'm Hai Chen Bui, a USA Today contributor and a pop culture journalist in D.C. Sadly, Anya can't join us today because she is having fun at Comic-Con, yeah. which incidentally is going to be the to- topic of our episode today. Yeah, so while she's out gallivanting around with celebrities and cool people, we're here on the East Coast talking about everything she just saw. Yeah, we're not we're not jealous at all. Yeah, totally not jealous. Totally, totally not. You hear that, Anya? Everything, everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, go, if you, you should go, you guys should go check out her Twitter. Um, we'll put some Instagram posts embedded in the in the blog post. Yeah, she is just meeting all the great celebs. She met Joss Whedon yesterday. Mm-hmm. She met um, Brian Fuller. She went to a CW party and she mm-hmm. saw, like, all the celebrities who are part, mm-hmm. who are superheroes now. Um, so, we're really jealous of her time there, but there's a lot of cool things to talk about at Comic-Con. Yeah, there is, even when you're not there, yeah. because we get to see the trailers right away. Hey! <laughs> All right, um, Willoughby, why don't you uh, get us started? We'll just go down the list of all the things that we're excited about that that uh, premiered at Comic-Con this year, this weekend, rather, mm-hmm. and um, what else we're kind of disappointed in, maybe, what we're interested in. Yeah. Cool. So one of the first things that happened on like Thursday, Friday night um, was the announcement of a couple of Marvel TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so Luke Cage had a trailer and a panel. Um, it was a really, really um, provocative trailer because they basically had um, Luke Cage in, a, in a, a hoodie with his hood up with bullet holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the showrunner said that um, I think something along the lines of America's ready for a bulletproof black man. I love that quote. It yeah. was... It was provocative, but it's so timely and so topical right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I think yeah, Luke Cage could not have come at a better time, and I'm so excited for it. Like the trailer amps me up even more for this show, which I was like, you know, started, like pretty excited for mm-hmm. it to begin with. I really liked him in Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see him in an actual show, his own show. Yeah, so Luke Cage is going to take place after Jessica Jones is going to have flashbacks to how he got his um, his powers of becoming bulletproof. He got it through a prison experiment, I think. Um, anyways, it shows him moving to Harlem and basically taking on the vigilante mantle. And uh, he meets up with, I think, Misty Knight shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the villain? Um, I think he was in The Wire. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I recognized him from somewhere. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um... Yeah, and then uh, not only Luke Cage, but uh, it was announced that Daredevil is getting a season three, mm-hmm. which is cool because we're big fans of Daredevil. I am such a big fan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they also released a 50-second teaser trailer for Iron Fist, starring mm-hmm. Finn Jones. Yes. Well, you know, you guys know how my issues with it. It actually looks pretty good. Like I'm not. I'm still going to watch it, despite like my gripes with the casting. Um, but that's just like. A more systemic thing, yeah, and not just like anything against this particular show. It's and it's also it's it looks like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, like it's still the same like style and just and like what we've seen from Luke Cage, like they're filming these Defender shows in a very similar way of mm-hmm. like their, their color scheme and everything. It's very dark and grim and mm-hmm. like, but also like 
like different colors than like the either than Agents of Shield and also the Marvel movies mm-hmm. themselves. It's gritty, but not a Zack Snyder not, gritty. Yeah, not Zack Snyder. Everything is in slow motion for twenty five minutes. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, we also saw Defenders teaser as well. Yes, it basically a graphics heavy teaser. That nothing because obviously nothing's been shot yet for the for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of rounding out the heroes. We've got Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. Um, this has been pretty much like since 2015, since the first season of Daredevil, they've been building towards this. Oh, yeah, they definitely have, since even before that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, they announced it early on mm-hmm. in 2014, and, you know, it's and it's just been a, a, a process. I don't think they were expecting to do second seasons of these TV shows. I don't think they did. I, I was surprised when they announced the Daredevil season two. Yeah, so they were supposed to do, like, Daredevil season one, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then Defenders. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones season two. If Luke Cage does well, it's probably going to get a season two. Iron mm-hmm. Fist might get one. So, And so, like, who knows how many, like, seasons of the Defenders. We might, it might be, like, what, how the movies have done it, where it's been, like, Solo movies team up. Solo movies team up. Mm-hmm. So the, it might be like se- individual seasons of the of these shows. One season of Defenders, another round of individual shows, mm-hmm. and then another season of Defenders. Yeah, I hope that they don't go overboard, honestly, with the seasons. Because uh, what I like about the D- Daredevil and Jessica Jones shows is that they're very tightly wound stories, you yeah. know, like, they have a beginning, middle, and end, and you can see where it's going, and, like, you know, there's, like, that whole storyline with the chase that's going to be happening in Daredevil um, down the road, but I think that, honestly, they should wrap each of them after three seasons, or maybe even, like, three or four. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it would be nice, just, like, simple and clean. Yeah, and maybe, and who knows if, the, if Defenders will be, like, while like the end of all things mm-hmm. or if it might be the start of another it might be something so we'll have to see mm-hmm. um, oh but they also announced that there's going to be a Punisher well they announced this earlier yeah. but they confirmed that they started filming I think um, I think or maybe they just started maybe they just like announced like announced comic, production announced production of mm-hmm. it or something um, which is great because uh, Punisher was a gr- good character yeah. but at the same time I don't know how much he can sustain it a full-length 10-episode, 13-episode series. That's my issue with it. I really liked Punisher as a character in Daredevil Season 2. I thought he was one of the best parts. He definitely was, like, MVP of the season. Yeah. But I think that any Punisher show would be too similar tonally to Daredevil. It's just, like, Daredevil, but bloodier. Yeah, Daredevil with, like, killing. Yeah. So, as much as I like Punisher, I don't know if he can really... Had, he really needs his own season. I liked him as a supporting character. Just like imagine him going off on his own. I don't know, killing drug dealers and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also Marvel TV, not Netflix, but ABC. Um, Agents of Shield confirmed that Ghost Rider is yeah. going to be the. I just I guess ironically the driving force. Of <laughs> um, and it's not Nick Cage's Johnny Blaze. It's um, Robbie Ray's. Uh, who is another Ghost Rider in the oh, comics? Uh, I don't know anything about Ghost Rider, so. And he's being played by Gabriel Luna, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gabriel Luna. Um, so that's gonna be fun. He doesn't actually drive a motorcycle; he drives a car. So it's it's gonna be fun and different. Uh, it's gonna be like Knight Rider, but <laughs> with ghosts it's and, ghost. and vengeance. <laughs> um, so I'm not. They they didn't really reveal much else about the plot. Um, 
except for what we've seen from the that, the epilogue of the season three finale. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't say who the new director is of S.H.I.E.L.D. Spoiler alert, by the way, for seasons. A lot of spoiler alerts, guys, mm-hmm. for these shows. Yeah, by the way, this is probably going to be spoilers if you haven't seen any of these shows. Or TV show, movies, or whatever. Or, like, gotten past the first season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm excited for. I've been a, I'm a, I've been a fan since the beginning. Mm-hmm. We'll see how... Agents of Field has always struggled with its graphics, yeah, um, and, and the CGI. So, and Ghost Rider is definitely a very like CGI heavy character. I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to have him be a, a flaming skull for yeah most of the time he's on screen. He's probably just going to be a regular, regular dude. Yeah. I don't know what it is with ABC. Like they have such successful shows and they have Disney behind it, but yeah. I don't know why they always skimp on their graphics department. I know. Whereas you, like once CW, upon, once upon a time, it looks terrible. I mean, I'm like Hades looks. Terrible. It kind of goes along with like the campy campiness of that show. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it doesn't do work. Better. It doesn't work for the Agents of Shield, which doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's humor. It's got humor, but it's not really like. Yeah, it's like a more serious show. It, yeah. Whereas like the CW, they are a smaller network, but their graphics look amazing. Like, yeah. Um, when they did uh, the King Shark on the Flash. Yeah. Um, um, even though just the Flash graphics, mm-hmm. they always look great. Yeah, Gorilla Grodd looks amazing. Um, and, like, the stunt work always looks phenomenal on... Um, they know how to make it look, like, realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cuts cuts around too much. They do. They, um, sometimes, like, they put all their money into, like, those video game style oh, long Oh, where takes. it's, like, Quake, and she's running yeah. through a hallway, and she's just... Which I like. I kind of like that they do, they've been doing that lately. Cause yeah. It, it adds a, a different style to the show, which is always very cut and dry. Mm-hmm. But then it makes it more like video gamey in that in those sequences. Yeah, but at the same time, sometimes the quake powers just look. Yeah. It's rough. ABC um, do better. It, and I think we've talked about this before, maybe not on the podcast, but like ABC, they don't invest a lot of their graphics, but their shows continue for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like Fox, which is always very sci-fi heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, they put in a lot of money for their graphics, and if they don't get the ratings back, they cancel their sci-fi shows. Yep. Well, because they put all their money into it, but yeah. then they get scared as soon as the ratings drop. Yeah. So what happened to Firefly? Um, happened to countless shows. Fringe looked like was on literally the on the fringe <laughs> all of, the time, the all whole, the time. Yeah. Uh, and then we there was uh, that one show with Carl Urban. Yeah, I watched that actually, and it was like a really. Good looking pilot. It looked really good. Yeah, it was Minority Report style, sort of futuristic technology. Yeah, he, the his partner was a robot, yeah. right? Or yeah, yeah. like an android. An android. What was it called? I watched the Almost show. Almost human. Almost human. Or I being think so. human? No, being human is the sci-fi show. I think it was almost human. Almost human. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure it's almost human. Mm-hmm. Um, but that looked like a good show. Like. Fox is really good with graphics, but then they they get scared when their sci-fi shows don't mm-hmm. do well. Um, whereas ABC is almost almost like the opposite. Like a, a lot of their shows don't get super high ratings, but they continue they keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, although it seems to me that they've been making decisions with their with the Marvel shows because we don't we're not getting it. The excuse me, we're not getting the Mockingbird um, Hunter spinoff, and, and they also canceled Agent Carter. Right, yeah. Well, Agent Carter, I couldn't see that going beyond, like... Maybe a season three. Yeah. Just to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was, it was supposed to be just a miniseries. Yeah, and, it and felt very much like a miniseries, too. And I, I actually prefer when shows are miniseries. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm... I basically was burned by heroes so, heroes so much. I just, like... 
I want it to be a nice, tight story, getting middle and end, and I think it's better to leave it off like that with a good memory of it than to go on longer than it's anticipated. Totally, yeah. mm-hmm. totally. So, like, right. let's get back on track to Comic Con stuff. Yes. So, so, besides Marvel, um, Luc Besson uh, revealed the first footage of his new movie uh, Valerian and the something of the Thousand Planets. So that's the movie with. Um, Cara Delevingne and um, Dane DeHaan, DeHaan. who looks like a goblin version of Leo DiCaprio. He's my new love, by the way, guys. (laughs) I'm so excited. I don't know why. He he looks like a young Leonardo DiCaprio, but like bulging eyes. Yeah, he looks like if you took Leonardo DiCaprio, de-aged him, and then put Green Goblin makeup on him. Put Steve Buscemi eyes (laughs) on him. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Dane DeHaan. Sorry. He's great. Um, He's a great actor. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, what I've seen of Cara Delevingne's uh, work, she's been good, too. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Luc Besson. I thought Fifth Element is a great movie. Oh, yeah. He's um, definitely one of the more interesting directors out there. Leon the Professional is a good movie. Um, he's got a very distinct visual style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very colorful, very, like, wild. Um, so I'm excited to see him do, like, another space movie. Mm. Um, I haven't seen Lucy, but I've seen the trailers for it, and it looked very, like, actually yeah. colorful. Did you see the movie? I never saw it. I was kind of deterred by the reviews yeah. of it. I mean, it looks good, yeah. Yeah. I'd say. Um, it was. It's one of those, like, wild concepts. Yeah. Uh, I heard, like, the concept kind of ran away from it at the end it was yeah. like a really strong beginning and then like the third act just kind of derailed damn so oh yeah. well so they've got that i'm excited for that um oliver stone did a snowden panel for his movie yeah that was really weird let's talk about the snowden panel because i don't think all. it would have happened if he if um uh, if the movie was released in, in back in christmas when it was supposed to was it supposed to be released in christmas i yeah, didn't know that so they they this comic-con panel would not have occurred uh, so basically, Oliver Stone uh, compared Pokemon Go to a step towards totalitarianism. Yeah, this was in response to a fan question, I think, about like technology and stuff. And which is, I was just thinking, like, Snowden is such a strange movie to have a panel over. I think it's just because like all the stars are rising stars. So you have like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Shailen Woodley, and stuff, and um, uh, Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, so they were probably all just there. I'm like, oh, let's do a Snowden panel. Totally. But yeah, uh, Oliver Stone was just being like, crusty old man and be like, he's very much go. old man yells at clouds. Yeah, very much so. Um, so he, he doesn't trust the government. <laughs> I mean, that's why he made this movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then JGL is just a huge nerd, so he's probably like, mm-hmm. sure, why not? Yeah, and you know. Pokemon Go, maybe Niantic is taking all of our information and maybe they're selling it to the Chinese. But, but we're you having know fun while it's happening. fun at least. Yeah, exactly. Can just like, whatever. We're, yeah. We can catch Pikachus and still like, you know, sell our souls to the yeah. government or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> um, so that, that was the thing that happened on Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday? Thurs- Thursday. Day. I Either think it was Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the first things. Mm-hmm. Um... Next up is the American Gods panel. Oh, I'm so excited about this. So, Willoughby hasn't read the books, but I am a huge fan of the book. I don't know why I said books, but it is the it is a really great American book. American Gods, too, this time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it actually was the book that turned me on to Neil Gaiman, really. Like, mm-hmm. I had read some of his stuff, like his, his uh, 
graphic novels, the Sandman graphic novels, and I read some of his short stories, but this was what really made me love like his style of writing and his prose. It's very surreal, very fantastical, but kind of has that element of magical realism to it in which it kind of like bends the line between reality and fantasy. And I loved it. His writing is amazing. And I was talking with Anya about this before, I think, last episode, about uh, Neil Gaiman, and um, how he kind of has this strength towards writing more like short vignettes and not so much towards building like a greater plot um, but American Gods was strong in that a lot of it was just kind of vignettes along the way and like mm-hmm. with a kind of a plot interwoven at the end so and I think you'll be happy I bought the book today yay uh, before I, before we came to record I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought the book Yay! Support your local Barnes & Noble, guys. Yeah, seriously. There was one downtown in D.C. and it closed. I know. We used to hang out there all the time before we go see movies. Exactly. And I actually would buy books there, so I wasn't just sitting at their Starbucks. Same. I would totally buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, American Gods, it looks great. It has, like, all of our favorite casts. Um, one of our favorite upcoming cast, I think. So the, it's going to be directed by Brian Fuller, one of our favorite showrunners. Yeah, who Anya met. I think she we talked met, about that. Yeah. And she it, has a picture of, of uh, uh, it's of her meeting Brian Fuller. Mm-hmm. She got her assigned poster, I think, of his. Yeah, I think yes. so. Um, and so it's by him who, uh, direct, who created Pushing Daisies and um, Hannibal. <laughs> two very different shows, but two excellent shows. They're very different looking, too, yeah. which is a really astounding. Whenever he does a show, it always has like this really strong visual language, mm-hmm. and, but he sticks with it. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. And it, it's really weird. Like, you can go from different show to different show, and mm-hmm. it's always a, a different like visual style. Yeah. But it's, it's still, like within the show, it's consistent, like mm-hmm. you just said. Um, speaking of Brian Fuller, we'll get back to American Gods in a quick second. I just wanted to say, uh, at, they did the Star Trek 50 panel, Star mm-hmm. Trek 50, 50th anniversary, who he's actually show running that show too. Is he? Yeah. So, and they announced the, the name of the show, which is called Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. And they announced that the ship will be the USS Discovery 1031 NCC. Does that mean something? It's the, um, it's the, um, the, the serial number of the, of the uh, spaceship. Oh, I thought like it was oh, like, no. a significant number of some no, sort. No, it's, <laughs> it's just the NCC-1031. Okay. And well, the USS Discovery. That's really cool. Yeah, so uh, just my little Brian Fuller tangent. No, um, it's okay. We'll probably get back to Star Trek later on. Oh, we definitely yeah. will. Um, <laughs> back to American Gods. They announced uh, a trailer. What did yes. you think of the trailer? Because you've seen the movies. I mean, you've read the book, so <laughs> yeah. what did you think of... I... I'm kind of not. I'm not on the fence. I'm impressed by it, and like I'm really happy with the casting and kind of like how they're telling the story. I can tell it, it looks. It seems like it's sticking really well to the books. My problem is that the visual style just like it looks kind of like a star show. Mm. I don't know what it is about it. It has like this sort of glossy sheen. Yeah. Um. Almost like, I guess the only thing I could compare it to is like the preacher style. Yeah. You know what Where I mean? It's kind of like. A little bit too stylized? Yeah, a little bit. So I don't really know how I feel about that. Because mm-hmm. um, I kind of liked how mundane the books make everything. Um, the books. I keep saying that. It's a book. Yeah. This book, the stories. Yeah, book. the stories. Yeah, I like how mundane the, the book is. Um, and they kind of like just throw in random fan- fantastical stuff in it. So I don't really know how I feel about like this really stylized, almost Western looking mm-hmm. kind of style. Yeah, I mean, it is American Gods. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah. It looks. I'm excited for it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of hope it's like Fargo, but with gods. 
honestly, that's kind of what the book is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Fargo with gods, yeah. Um, so I, I'm pumped. I'm, I just like, I've been watching that trailer a million times too. And I'm just like, oh, nice. I, I want it. I'm so excited. Um, so next up is the Once Upon a Time panel mm. um, and casting announcements and stuff. What do you think of the fact that they're bringing in Aladdin? Um, I'm a fan of Aladdin. Uh, I kind of, I think the concept of the basically island of misfit toys of, or what I like to call steampunk island, (laughs) of like the lost stories that they're doing for next season is an interesting concept. Um, and a good way of them just kind of like veering away from fairy tales because they already did it with Frankenstein and I was always so confused why they did that. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Yeah, but now they actually kind of have an explanation. So, yeah, Once Upon a Time is my, I won't say guilty pleasure, because sometimes I don't really even get pleasure out of this show. Um, it's like, it's a good junk food show, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's silly, but the cast is all great. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Aladdin, yeah, I'm excited what they bring with them. Um, I know that they're recasting Jafar, who yeah. was originally played by Naveen Andrews in um, Once Upon a Time, Upon a Time in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah, which I watched the first episode and was intrigued by. But Didn't they bring in that one guy? Yes, they brought in the... Will? Yeah, some guy. Knight, the something of spades or something like that. Yeah, like the Knight of Spades. Yeah, the Knight of Spades. Or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just know that his name is Will because whenever I hear it, I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so, um, so Once Upon a Time... They've recast Naveen Andrews because I think he's filming Sense8 Season 2 right mm-hmm. now. So he would be unable to do the show again. So it's going to be weird if they're, if it's like the same continuity or if it's like pure new Aladdin Jasmine. And, I mean, oh, they cast um, from Galavant, they cast the princess as uh, uh, Jasmine. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know much about Galavant, so I don't know who you're talking about. Anya will be excited. Yes. Um... What was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, Once Upon a Time and continuity aren't really That's true. things that go along. That's very true. So, and I have railed against that before, but, you know, <laughs> it's a show. It's fun. It's silly. It's a show. Yeah, it's a campy, silly show. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the big things that happened yesterday. Uh, Warner Brothers and Marvel, they had their big panels on yes. the same day, which is bold. Mm-hmm. i was. I got to say, I was very impressed by Warner Brothers' offerings. Like, yes. Um, first of all, we just got to talk about the Wonder Woman trailer. Gonna, let's 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 talk about the Wonder Woman trailer because that's a, such a good trailer. Uh, that is the one trailer that I've seen the most. We watched as the most. I've been obsessed with it. It it has color. It the color just pops too, and it mm-hmm. has some humor as well. Um, it's, it's got Chris Pine reacting to Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah, which and is like the movie I would watch. It's like, I want to be Chris Pine yeah. in this movie. Yeah, so it's set in World War One, and I really like that um, that period look, too, because it's not something that we've seen a lot. We've seen so much World War Two, but World War One definitely has a more distinct look, mm-hmm. like that kind of... Um, it's the turn of the century. It's the turn of the century, yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say. But Edwardian? Not Edwardian. Downton Abbey. Yeah, that Downton Abbey look. Yeah. Uh, Downton Abbey, <laughs> Wonder Woman, and Downton Abbey. Yeah, right. Mm, so I'm I'm quite fond of the visual style, even though I, the battle scenes and like the slow mo and kind of very Guy Ritchie style sort yeah. of action scenes, I was a little bit turned off by. But you know, if that is only a little part of the movie, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, there's a moment where it was a kind of like quiet moment in this trailer where uh, Chris Pine goes, so you've, ne- "You've never met a man before." 
and and he's like, not even like your father. And Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman goes, I was I was what made by Zeus. Yeah, she's like, I never had a father. I was made by Zeus. Yeah, and he goes, and there was a beat, and then Chris Pine just goes, well, that's neat. <laughs> like he's just he's like, okay, I'm accepting this. Like yeah, he's he's clearly like it seems like he was like washed upon shore of mm-hmm. of like. Um, the island of Themyscira. Mm-hmm. I really like that par- the visual parallel too of, of like Little Mermaid, um, yeah. her waking him up and being like, "You're a man," and I was like, "Oh, it looks just like this the scene from Little Mermaid." <laughs> and I was a huge fan of that because I'm a huge Disney slash fairy tale fan. So mm-hmm. yes, and this very much is going to be like Warner Brothers Captain America: The First Avenger, mm-hmm. where Chris Pine is the Peggy Carter to God. Uh, Wonder Woman's Captain America. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, it looks just, it looks very different even though from Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I like it and I like the characterization that they have of uh, Diana. It seems like a very fish out of water story, which is new. And um, it, uh, it, she just seems like, even though she's a badass, she's graceful and she's naive and she's, you know, Doe-eyed and stuff, but she has like all these qualities, and that, is, and she's not just one of them, which right. I really love, and yeah. that's what I want in my female characters. That's what a strong female character is, guys. Not just a badass, but one that is well-rounded and is actually flawed. Very much mm-hmm. so. Um, also, she's got her lasso of truth. I really love that they made the lasso glow so much. I did not expect that. I did not expect it. Yeah, either. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking, where was that in Batman versus Superman? Because well, I know, didn't see that. They they desaturated the entire movie. No, so. I just don't think she had her lasso. No, she didn't. You're right. No, she did. She, she did? lassoed him as a spoiler for Batman v Superman. As um, Superman flew in to uh, stab him oh. with the giant kryptonite. Thing. Yeah, that was not glowing. No, it wasn't. That didn't glow. Yeah. This one glows. It glowed. Yeah. I was so happy. Yeah. Oh, there's pops of color. You know, like the the poster that they released recently also had like the really colorful um, suit of armor that she has, mm-hmm. like the red really pops and the blue pops. Um, it didn't as much in like previous pictures of her. It was right. very brown and kind of yeah. I thought, I thought her show, her her top was brown. Yeah. When I first saw the image, because it was like up against the brown like weird background that I don't think ever was in the movie. No. The, but was that from Batman v Superman? It was. Movie? Yeah. It was, yeah. The, it was like the first image revealed. Yeah, yeah. And it must have been the destruction during the. Quote, spoiler alert, doomsday fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like, like what also helped is that the background of the poster is the same colors as her uniform, mm-hmm. but just like behind like smoke and stuff. So yeah. it like like the like battle. Yeah. So you saw some of that color in Batman v Superman. It wasn't quite as brown as that first image, but it still has is not as colorful as it is in the Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah. So I'm so excited by it. Um, the humor. <laughs> Humor's a little bit weak. Like, this, the lines were, like, chuckle-worthy, but not, like, oh, that wasn't really clever. So I'm hoping for a little bit more, like, better better jokes. But, you know, as long as it's good dialogue, I'm fine with it. It's also a teaser. We only saw so much. Exactly. Um, I was going to say one more thing. What was I going to say? What were you going to say? That's a good question. Oh, I love the Greek look. The Gretchen, like, the Themyscira looks great. The islands and, like, all the warriors, the Amazonian warriors, look amazing. I think we had a tiny shot of Robin Wright um, on her horse, like, during the battle scene. Yeah. She looks so good. Yeah. That Ah. movie's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. And, like, yeah, just that location looks gorgeous, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so excited for Wonder Woman, guys. It's, like, bright skies. It's everything a Superman movie wanted to be. Well, not the Superman movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, Warner Bros. basically wowed us with that Wonder Woman uh, trailer, and they had... It was had... very wonderful. Uh... Uh... <laughs> uh, 
Um, what else did they show us? Um, so they had a Suicide Squad um, trailer. I, I, I'm thinking this was the 27th trailer they've released. Yeah, for the it. movie's coming out in a, in a month, so I didn't really watch the trailer. Yeah. Actually, I don't think we need to. And we've there. There's so much that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. So um, they had a Lego Batman trailer. Oh, we didn't talk about the Justice League trailer. Oh, we didn't. Well, we can. Yeah, we can because mm-hmm. I mean, there's really nothing. Mm-hmm. So the Justice League trailer was great. Mm-hmm. It. it Already looks better than Batman versus Superman. I know. It also was cracking jokes, too. Yeah. Especially <laughs> with Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. Yeah. The Flash. Who I'm still, like... I liked him in that trailer. I'm still taking a little bit of time for me to warm to him. I'm just such a fa- fan of uh, Grant Gustin's Flash. Same. But also, like, Ezra Miller just has the, like, very distinctive he's face. He's very Ezra... He's, like, very distinctive. Yeah. Like, he's very... His like, bones are very sharp. If you see him in any movie or hear his voice, you know that's Ezra Miller. Yeah. And, like... I think the problem was my first movie I watched of him was We Need to Talk About Kevin, mm. and that's definitely colored my view of him. I mean, I know he's a great actor, yeah. and I know he's it's a, probably a good person, but it's just like, it's a very disturbing movie. See, the first movie I ever saw of him was The Perks of Being a Wallflower, yeah. which is which colored, has colored my point of view of, of mm. him in a good way. Yeah. He's really dynamic and really fun. He is. He's dynamic in all of his movies, but it's just like... Yeah, I kind of only see him as a little bit psychopathic because of when you talk about Kevin. It's the same way with me and Adam Driver. Um, me and Adam Driver. <laughs> you and Adam. You yeah, just, yeah. best buds. But, like, because I first saw him in Girls, I can't distinguish him from, mm-hmm. like, that girl's from character. From his character, Adam. I, his character was named Adam, too, which is not a good idea if you're trying to be Kylo Ren. <laughs> and he also has a very distinctive face. And voice. And voice. Um, and he always, in like indie movies too, that he did a bunch of, he always plays that very similar type of character. Yeah, he's very loud, very boisterous. Yeah, and very like pretentious hipster. Yeah. So that's been. Personally, I'm okay with his acting. Like, I like those characters, those are fun, but he's yeah. done a lot of it. Yeah, I just can't separate him from his characters. And it's like, that's why I think that I haven't really bought into Kylo Ren as much as a lot of people have. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, but Ezra Miller is great. Um, we saw Batman trying to make friends with the rest of the Justice and League. failing. <laughs> Arthur Curry, I hear you can talk to fish. Like, Batman, so shut up. It turns you're, try- out- you're trying to... You're trying to get these people together, not push them away. I know. So it turns out that Batman is just a super socially awkward guy and a giant dork, and that I really love that. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that he and Wonder Woman are basically the mom and dad of the Justice League. They kind of are, yeah. yeah. They're trying to get their children together. <laughs> they're adopting a bunch. She's the one who just kind of uh, scoffs in the background while he's like just trying his best. <laughs> well, because there's that scene where he comes back and he's like, um, and she's like, "How did it go with?" And and we're supposed to think it's Aquaman, mm-hmm. and it is. And he goes, "More or less good." And she goes, "More, more, more, more or less." And then it cuts back to like him and and Aquaman like in a fight and. He just goes more or less, and she goes. She didn't. Do, he didn't do it. And, and he's like, no, no. So it's just like it's fun. It's fun. There seems to be good dynamic humor. There's. Mm-hmm. It's not just broody McBrooderson, you know, brooding at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie actually looks decent. That's a good description of Batman v Superman. Because yeah. <laughs> I and I, and I think honestly, I think it's because. Wonder Woman seems to be like taking like a, a main role in this yeah. movie. I'm so happy that she is. Yeah, and we've got Vic Stone as who plays not who plays um, Ray Fisher as Vic Stone, who is also cyborg. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him out of the suit and also in his cyborg um, getup, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Cyborg from Teen Titans from the TV show, so this is really interesting. 
yeah, to see him in like real life. Yeah, I'm excited for him. It's it's really funny to me how they've been pushing him to be on the Justice League team, mm-hmm. both in the animated movies and now in the live action film. Yeah. So it still feels a little bit strange for me. Yeah, because it's also they could they could have easily gone with Green Lantern. Yeah. Because that's what they've done for years yeah. is just have Green Lantern as like the last member of the Justice League, mm-hmm. but uh, not so much this year. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. But what do you think of the Flash's suit? It's very mechanical. I actually kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I look at it, it's like very steampunk. So I'm a fan of that steampunk aesthetic. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's something that he just kind of cobbled together himself. And then painted. Yeah, and painted. <laughs> so I kind of like that DIY look. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Spider-Man's first costume in like every Spider-Man origin movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. He, yeah. Um, and we'll get to Spider-Man in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the Justice League looks good. I'm yeah. excited for it. Oh, speaking of Spider-Man, though, the encounter between Bruce Wayne and Barry is a bit like it's Iron Man and same. Spider-Man. It's, it's well, the, exactly the it's same. the same thing. The only thing I'm missing is a hot aunt, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Marissa Tomei. She's that, so good. She's I love so good. Her. Uh, yeah. So we've got um, Ben Affleck basically... Doing a really good job of being Batman mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne. I actually, despite like my feelings about Batman v Superman, I think Ben Affleck is a great Batman. Yeah. I think he's one of the better Batmans we've actually seen. If we see if if we if he does a little less killing and a little bit more conversation, mm-hmm. I think we'll he'll be he'll be one of the like renowned as one of the best Batman. Yeah, he just doesn't know how to how to. Uh, he doesn't know how to express himself. He doesn't know how to express his feelings, <laughs> so he just kills people. <laughs> There was that one line in Justice League where Cyborg goes up to Batman and goes, I didn't think you were real. I thought you were a myth. And he goes, I'm real when it need to be. <laughs> like <laughs> Batman, Batman come on. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm here for Dark Batman. Yeah. Um, and so, speaking of Dark Batman, we got Lego Batman, too. Mm-hmm. Um, who is, it's like a spinoff of the Lego movie mm-hmm. with Will Arnett reprising his role as Batman um, and Michael Sarah as... Dick, Dick Grayson? Grayson, yes. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, they've released a couple trailers a couple months ago, but this is like the first full length real trailer, mm-hmm. um, and it's great. It's hilarious. It's basically it looks really fun and irreverent. Yeah, and it, it it's very much in that same vein of the Lego Movie. It's very self aware, very mm-hmm. self parodying, but also like a good. It's a, hopefully it's, <laughs> there's one line where Batman goes, "Are you ready to fall, Batman?" and maybe learn a couple of life lessons along the way. Like. Ah! Way to be on the nose. It's so great. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the Lego Batman movie. I might not watch it in theaters. No, but you should, because it's yeah. going to be good. It seems fun, though. Yeah, I probably will watch it with my little cousin who loves Lego stuff. Mm. And, like, the only thing he watches are, like, Lego Avengers and Lego Batman and stuff. So Those have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what else is there? In so, terms of Warner, the Warner Brothers, Brothers had other movies besides uh, their superheroes they, it was basically just their whole lineup of the next like genre heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, the next movie that they that they had done um, that they showed off was Kong Skull Island, which mm-hmm. is their King Kong. I wouldn't say it's a remake because it's not the same story. It's like a sequel almost, right? Not really. It's more of just a re re envisioning of the King Kong story, oh, okay. but it's not it does it's not the same. Like the King Kong movie of Peter Jackson was. Was very much a remake of the 1933, yeah, yeah. where it was the same characters doing the same things, just with better graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a different story. This seems to be like um, it's in. The, it takes place in the 1970s. Um, there's not much about it that we know of, except it's like this 
a squadron in the army, and Tom Hiddleston plays some Joseph Conrad character. (laughs) I think his name is Conrad. That's hilarious. um, um, Brie Larson plays a photographer. Um, Sam Jackson is in the army. John Goodman looks to be like the conspiracy theorist who believes in King Kong when no one else does. Mm -hmm. I think they go to Skull Island, and they, they encounter Kong. Yep. Um, and he looks huge. He looks giant. Like, he's Godzilla big. Yeah. Um, I am not a huge fan of monster movies. They're pretty hit or miss for me. But I was actually, like, after I saw the trailer, I was very intrigued. I like the Apocalypse Now imagery that mm-hmm. they have in there. Like, it's very strong. Yeah. Um, and, like, again, like you said, it's in the 70s, so the, they're definitely evoking that. Mm-hmm. Um, they even filmed it in Vietnam. They did, they did film it in Vietnam. Um, and uh, the one thing that I couldn't take seriously, though, was Tom Hiddleston just, like, posing every shot. Just mugging he, for the camera. Yeah, he kind of was pulling a Chris Pratt in Jurassic World where, like, just pose, hit pose every time. Yeah, so There's that one shot. It's, like, a close-up of him looking out the window of a helicopter, mm-hmm. and his eyes are just, like, glistening. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this shot? And, like, every shot that they have of him, his hair is perfectly coiffed, and, like, there's no way if you're running from a giant monster gorilla that your hair will look like that. I, I don't think he even said one line. He didn't say a line. Whole trailer. He was I just, mean, neither did Brie Larson. Neither did yeah, a lot of characters. But, but he like, was just voguing. He was just like... He was! I was like, there's no way like people actually hold a gun like that. Yeah. He was just voguing the entire time. I couldn't take it seriously. I know. It's like Tom Hiddleston. He, I mean, I, at this point, like I, I do like Tom Hiddleston. I'm not like super in love with him like a lot of the internet is. But I, I feel like he's becoming... A meme. A parody of himself. <laughs> He's becoming a parody of himself at this point. He's like too, too perfect. Yeah, too perfect. His, his eyes were too blue for that movie. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. I saw the trailer. I did it, not. Uh, it looks like. So I like the Guy Ritchie movies. Um, the, mo- the like I like the Sherlock Holmes one. Man from Uncle is really good. This is his King Arthur movie. It looks like a Guy Ritchie movie, which I don't think is the is the best case for a King Arthur like movie, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it just looks too. I mean, it's a it's a good thing for a movie to be kinetic, but it it looks too kinetic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a moment where in the trailer, someone says, "Hold up, go back," and they actually rewind the footage, oh my God. and I'm like, "No, why would you? No, it doesn't make sense." No, that does not. I'm not a huge fan of Guy Ritchie's uh, visual style. I think he's too over-the-top often. Um, mm-hmm. And I did not like his Sherlock Holmes movies. I, well, I enjoyed them for what they were, but like, I, I was not a huge fan. Yeah. So. But, like, like, I'll probably see the third one when they make it. Oh, yeah. But. Um, uh, what else? What was I going to say? But yeah, King Arthur does not look that great. I didn't watch the trailer, but I've seen some... I read actually read like the story that EW did... Um, they did, like, a giant spread on it, I think, a year ago or something. When the movie should have come out. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just not impressed. Like, the more I read about it, the more I was just like, this movie is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, lastly, in the Warner Brothers section, they um, they revealed another trailer for Fantastic Beasts, which comes out in the fall. Mm, it's a good um, trailer, too. It's a good trailer. What do you think of it? What do you think um, of the movie? Are it's you, like Magical it? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm even more excited. Every time I see a trailer for it, I really like it. I like the world building they're, they're doing in it, despite it being like a little bit problematic, I guess, in terms of J.K. Rowling's sort of hurried building of the history in, in um, North America kind of thing. But um, I don't know. I'm really excited. I, 
I love this look, of course. Mm-hmm. Another turn of the century. Another type. jazz age. Yeah, jazz age stuff. Um, I just, the acting is great from what I've seen. I'm really intrigued by Colin Farrell's character, mm-hmm. actually. He looks to be like like a hard-boiled detective mm-hmm. who at first seems to be like the antagonist. Yeah, he seems very antagonistic. Um so I I want to see more of his character actually. Kind of like the cop in in like a vigilante movie. Yeah. Where like if Newt Scamander was the vigilante. He's the Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, in The Fugitive. Yeah. He's the Tommy Lee Jones of this movie. Yeah. So, oh man, what I wouldn't give for Tommy Lee Jones to be in this movie. But John Voight is in. Yes, we. Were... I think he plays a politician. A uh, um, nomad politician, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were surprised to see him. We we're just like, is that John Voight? And yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, and I guess Ezra Miller is in the movie too, but oh, I don't I think we, I don't think we saw him. I forgot that he's in that movie. Yeah. So he was on. He was uh, out for both panels for Fantastic Beasts and for um, Justice League. Mm. He was dressed as Gandalf for um, to the Justice League one. That's hilarious. Yeah. He came out with a full beard and hat, and okay. he took off the, those two, and then put on a flash hat. All right. Okay. I'm I'm liking Ezra Miller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm warming up. Um, so what is next on our list of Comic-Con stuff? Is Marvel Studios. Mm. Um, Actually, no, do you want to talk about the DC TV shows? Oh, yeah, let's talk about the CW DC TV shows. Yeah, so we've got The Flash, which is, I think, we could safely say our favorite of of the four. Mm. They're definitely doing Flashpoint. They even say Flashpoint in the trailer for season three. Yes. Um, And it's basically the whole world has changed after Barry went back in time to save his mom. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm always a big fan of alternate universes and alternate timelines, So and Flash is just so good. And it, But it doesn't look to be the war-torn world of the actual right. Flash. Right, yeah, no, they, they didn't do that. So I thought it was going to be a big, like, Cut, converging kind of. of all the shows. Yeah, it, do, it seems to me that it's not really affecting Arrow. Because I saw the Arrow trailer, and yeah. it, they didn't bring up anything about Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing seemed different. Like, everything that happened in... Um, I guess Barry still still has powers. Yeah. Um, but uh, we saw Kid Flash really briefly. We did, in his costume. Yeah. Um, we also saw basically what the characters are like. It's almost like... Um, uh, what's that movie? Uh, the one where... Uh, it's a Christmas, not a Christmas story. It's the other Christmas movie that they play all the time. Oh, um, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. It, mm-hmm. it seems to me it very wonderful life. Oh, yeah. very wonderful life. It's 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 as if Barry was never like uh, a superhero, even yeah. though I think he still has his powers. Yeah, he was never like the central character in all these yeah, people's so lives. Yeah, so like, and Cisco is different. He's like a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Caitlin works for him. In mm-hmm. uh, he and then. Um, the reverse flash is in like the original re- reverse flash not Harrison Wells um but the um actual earbard thon is is like trapped somehow mm-hmm. we don't know how or why or when but that's he's actually the one that says flashpoint mm-hmm. um so he clearly knows what's going on yeah um then we've got uh Barry's mom is still alive Barry's dad is not in jail not in jail they they're together you know they're having fun seeing their kid um turns out uh, Joe and Iris do not have a good father-daughter relationship. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that. Um, and Iris and Barry barely know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, and the the showrunner said that the, the events of Flashpoint will reverberate throughout season three. So I'm just wondering right. how much if if this is real or if this is going to be like Barry goes back again and stops himself from saving his mother for yeah, the second time. Yeah, like he 
kind of did. There, there will be like five flashes in that room. Like, yeah, there already were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's just going to be cr- like, like that's what the red tornado that Barry sees, and, and it's just the different flashes running around yeah, trying to stop themselves. Yeah, basically it. So um, I saw the Arrow trailer. I, I like where they're going it, with it. They're bringing in new heroes. They're bringing in Artemis. Um, right. Who we've seen in Young Justice, basically, mm-hmm. and who was kind of an original character for Young Justice. Yeah, um, she's being played by Evelyn. I think her character name is Evelyn Sharp. Um, I know she was in Teen Wolf, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, she played a char- a character last season who took on the mantle of the Black Canary against the wishes of Team Arrow. Mm. After spoiler alert, Black Canary died, um, and so everyone was wondering like. Why is the Black Canary running around? And they realized it was this this girl, Evelyn Sharp, and she, um, I guess, she wanted revenge. Mm. Um, and so, Arrow, Green Arrow, and the, his team—they're gonna like take these young superheroes, these young vigilantes under their wings, and uh, teach them to be cool. All right. Um, we stopped watching Legends of Tomorrow early on last season, yeah, so we really don't have much, we don't have much to say except that there is a season two. Um, aren't they having Captain Cold basically jump in all of the shows? Was it him? No, Katie Cassidy. Katie Cassidy. I thought it was one of the male characters though who was like, never mind. No, because he I think he he might have died. Oh, whoops! Yeah. I don't know nothing. I think I saw that he might have died, but I'm really? not sure. I'm not sure because I I stopped watching. Okay. Because um, he's not in any of the promos. He's oh. also doing the Prison Break reboot. Oh, true, true, true. So Went- Wentworth Miller is doing that. Um, what else? Supergirl. Supergirl. Supergirl is now on the CW, Supergirl. which is really exciting. Yeah. I um, think, But I think still technically in an alternate universe. Yeah. That's what I was kind of hoping Flashpoint would affect that, too. And like maybe, maybe it, will. it will bring it over to this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Superman is showing up in Supergirl, and he's played by Tyler Hoechlin. Is it Hoechlin or Hecklin? I have no idea. I think it's Hecklin, but okay. I'm not sure. Um, um, don't but, don't quote me on that, even yeah. though you, it's a quote. Yeah. Also um, of Teen Wolf. Also of Teen Wolf. And everybody, everybody, everybody wants some. Yeah. yeah, he was great. Everybody wants some. He was really good. Yeah. He's very, very um, comfortable in his sexuality. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's going to be weird seeing him without any scruff or beard. Yeah, he's, he's always bearded. He's always bearded or he's always got some sort of scruff going on. Facial hair. Like, when everybody wants him, he just had, like, a mustache. No, he had a full beard. Did he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Might so, be. um, or maybe it was a mustache. I'm I think it sure. was a mustache. Was it, it was, like, a very porn stash. Yeah, it was a porn stash. Yeah. Uh, so, but this is going to be, like, he's going to be clean cut, clean shaven, Clark Kent superhero. He's gonna look a lot younger. I yeah, know. He, he will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I guess they're supposed to, they're gonna be butting heads because he's got a very different viewpoint than uh, Kara does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited for Supergirl season two because I love I like I really liked how season one ended, and like the relationships that were formed and the Flash crossover was great. Um, so I I guess they are going to do a four episode four four way. Crossover. Crossover with mm-hmm. all four TV yeah. shows. That's what I assume Flashpoint would be, but maybe not. Although maybe like in the trailers for in the trailer for Arrow, they just don't show the Flashpoint stuff. That's possible. Yeah. Um, because not everyone watches all the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I think that's why they didn't do it. Because otherwise, otherwise, if you watched Arrow but not the Flash, you would be really screwed up if suddenly everything changed mm-hmm. without, you know, really without any a, explanation. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
because like in the Flashbook comic book, everything changed. Like mm-hmm. every, things that happened before Barry Allen was born changed. Yeah. Because um, it was a not just a not just a, a turning point in the timeline, but also like it changed everything from before. It was like a it's like a ripple effect. Yeah, it's like a ripple effect. Yeah. yeah. So like it changed Batman, Bruce Wayne's parents, and Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how he how Superman, everyone yeah. became superheroes. Yeah. You know. The Atlanteans and the Themyscirians were at war. Like, there's a lot that's I'm not, not going to. I'm not a fan of Flashpoint, actually. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing is that there's not going to. There, a lot of what's in Flashpoint is not going to be act- in the actual Flash episode. Yeah, because they only have so four. many characters. They only have four. And, like, the Legends of Tomorrow, you would think that they would be dealing with this Flashpoint because they would be outside of time. So yeah, because they're just chilling. Yeah. Like, jumping throughout time. Yeah. yeah. So, wouldn't they see this shit happening? Yeah. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll come in for that. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, like, what did you do, Barry Allen? Barry Allen. Yeah, done goof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's wrap this up, actually. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Mm. Um, not for DC. Do we want to talk about Marvel real quick? Sure. So Marvel didn't really reveal any big things. Like, their trailers that they showed for Spider-Man, they did release a trailer for Doctor Strange, which was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spider-Man trailer they did not drop for Spider-Man Homecoming. And there was a... F- it was a fun little mockumentary that they did for Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. which showed what Thor and uh, the Hulk were doing while Civil War was happening. Yeah. But they didn't release that online, so we hadn't seen it. Yeah, I'm excited about um, the dr- direction of Thor Ragnarok because I really love the director mm-hmm. that, uh, that and um, his tweets. Taika Waititi. Yes, I don't know his name. But yeah, he's hilarious. He did What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. He did a bunch of other Flight of the Concords mm-hmm. movies and, yeah. and TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. Um, they confirmed that Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o are in uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. along with the actress who plays Michonne on uh, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It's like basically the most beautiful cast ever. So I'm really excited for Black Panther. Yeah. It looks great. I love Ryan Coogler, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a really cute picture that Lupita Nyong'o posted on Instagram, and it's just like Ryan Coogler just posing in yeah. front of all these beautiful people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, so they did Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. They did a trailer for that. Where we've had our thoughts on Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, like I also have similar thoughts with about Iron Fist, but I feel even less inclined to watch Doctor Strange just because the visual style doesn't really interest me. Which is really ironic, considering that the, the sh- movie is about visuals. Yeah, I thought like considering like it's very rooted in magic, magic and everything. I thought it would be a lot trippier, but they're kind of going for this very Inception sort of cold, my alter reality altering thing mm-hmm. which is fine it's like it's one way to go but it's just not very interesting to me what we've seen is basically the scene in inception when they're altering the, the city mm-hmm. and but just like different versions of that yeah um, i want to see more of not that i want lsd just to like everyone to be on lsd in this movie yeah essentially um and so and spider-man homecoming is very much supposed to be a, a high school john hughes type movie mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see how they do that. Me too. Uh, I guess uh, the clips that they showed were well received. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was kind of that their their big flagship of the of the night because that's the you know they've wrapped principal photography. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Crowe, not Russell Crowe, Kurt Russell <laughs> is playing uh, Ego, the Living Planet, who is Star Lord's dad. Oh, um, and I then, did not know that. Yeah. Um, and they've added a couple more cast members, uh, and then 
I think they showed like a trailer, but they didn't release the trailer. So yeah, I'm assuming Marvel is going to save a bunch of their big stuff for D23. Well, that's not until next year. D23 is every four years. Every right? every two years. Every two years. So it'll be 2017. Will be D23, but Guardians of the Galaxy will already be out by then. Oh, true, true. So we'll probably get a trailer for that in October. Mm, that's true. But yeah, D23 is like where Disney holds a lot of its sort of Comic-Con type of things, and Anya's a big fan of it. She's um, voiced, like, she's preferred it over Comic-Con, I think. And if Marvel and, now that Marvel and Lucasfilm are doing, like, so much, they might actually do, someone said that, not like a rumor, but, like, D23 might go, like, yearly instead of bi-yearly, you know, every two years. Yeah, because they're doing a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah, so. so, um... And Marvel last year didn't. Marvel Studios didn't come to Comic Con last year. Yeah. Um, but this year they did because they have stuff. Star Wars didn't come to Comic Con at all either. No, they did. They, they were, did. They they showed the they showed like a behind the scenes reel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're keeping it low key, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so oh, Sil- Sylvester Stallone is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy too. So that's going to be exciting. What? Of Sly. That's so. That's really funny because they. They have one 80s icon in this movie, then. That they have two. They have Kurt Russell, too. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. They're just bringing in all the 80s yeah, icons. they totally are. What if they brought in Kevin Bacon, though? That, well, they referenced him in the first I know. Movie. That, that's why. If they actually bring him in, that would be that would be a little uh, reality-bending. They would be. I mean, it's just so funny because, like, yeah, 80s was... It was so much about the 80s in the first movie, mm-hmm. and it was, like, all references to Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Now they're just bringing in all the 80s icons yeah. to play everyone else. And, now, and they've also... They're doing more songs because there's... At the end of the first movie, they've got the Awesome Mix Volume Two, so that's what this movie's called, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah. So I, I like really, it. I really like that. That was a. That I think was, it's fun. Yeah. Um, and then they also, last but not least, they confirmed uh, that Brie Larson is playing Captain Marvel. <gasps> yes. I can't believe we didn't say that first. I know. Oh my we, gosh. We really buried the lead there. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, my beat. I mean, we talked a lot about Wonder Woman yeah. at first, mm-hmm. so I think that's why. But, oh. um, but Captain Marvel, I'm excited. Yes. Carol Danvers looks great. She was rumored to be um, cast for Captain Marvel for like a couple weeks now. I think it was like, it wasn't, they never confirmed it because I think they were waiting for Comic-Con, but it was definitely like, quote-unquote, announced. Yeah. Like sources say, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I love Brie Larson. She is amazing in Room. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just, like, I just love that Marvel's just snatching up all these Oscar-nominated and Oscar-winning actors and actresses. Plus, she was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and yes. she's been in Short Term 12. She's been in a very, a, a very varied um, filmography. She definitely deserves the year that she's had. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, I, I hate that It Girl status yeah. sort of term but she definitely deserves the fame that she's getting um so i think that wraps up our discussion on comic-con yeah i mean overall i'm pretty much excited for everything that's going on yeah i was like not too hyped about the comic-con news and like um when it came out um but i'm i'm pretty like low-key excited it's not like i think comic-con is kind of dying down a little bit in terms of the hype that it's instigating every year yeah because like there's barely any build-up to it yeah which i was surprised about like oh yeah like ew does their preview Mm -hmm. issue but that was it yeah like i barely remembered that comic-con was this week i was like oh yeah Yeah. this week well you also have to deal with the conventions because of where you work yeah that's like interfering with my Comic-Con appreciation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up our discussion on Comic-Con. If you guys want to chime in or have anything that we missed, um, let us know on our Twitter and Facebook. But first, 
We'll go to the last segment of our episode. I really, 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 really like you. But I need to tell you something. What is your really, really like for this week? Um, to bold to go where no man's gone before. Oh. Uh, Star Trek Beyond came out this this weekend. I saw it twice. I saw it once in IMAX 3D, and I saw it again in 2D, like not 12 hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I thought it was the it was definitely um, better than Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, to compare it to Star Trek 09, you kind of have to like think about it in terms of movies i think it was a better story because mm-hmm. star trek 09 really like kind of busted through a lot of things to get to the end mm-hmm. to kind of get them all on the bridge yeah um but i really liked st- the that first movie as well like i can kind of like push aside the plot issues and mm-hmm. just like revel in the character the characters and stuff mm-hmm. but this is a good mesh of both a good plot and great characterization this is three years into the five-year mission they're still younger than where they were in the original series, but they're very much, I mean, um, I think in the chronology of the movie, they've been together for about like four, four or five years now, even mm-hmm. though they're, they're three years into their mission, they've been together before the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like a well-oiled machine. You know, when there's a moment where they go to Red Alert and they know exactly what they're doing. It's ah. so fun. Uh Chris Pine is, has never been better as Captain Kirk. It's, mm-hmm. He's not a womanizer. He's very much like the Captain Kirk we know and love from the original series. Um, there's a lot of great character moments with uh, a new character. Uh, I say character a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, with um, uh, Jayla, who's an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty badass. She's played by that actress from Kingsman. Yes. Um, um, Secret Service. Uh, I think her name is... Uh, I had it. Sophia Bodilla? Bodilla? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she, anyway, she's great. Uh, she she has a good uh, she has good on screen chemistry with everybody. Um, she's also like a great well rounded female character too. Like okay. she's got she's badass, but also she's like she's got like emotions. Yeah. Which is what we want. It's like Star Trek. <laughs> the past two movies have had a little of trouble with the female characters. Yeah. No one's in their underwear this time, yeah, so... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, I really liked it. I recommend it for everybody to see it. If you're a fan of Star Trek, it's a good Star Trek movie. Mm. It's a little... It's very. I mean, it's also very much a modern blockbuster movie. Yeah. There's action. Um, Justin Lin, who, is, who did... Who's done, like, three or four of the past Fast and Furious movies, really brings his sense of style and action to, this, to the series. Um, but it works out. Okay. I might, um, you should watch I might it. See it. Yeah, I, I might watch it. I was not really planning to see it because, like, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, and the last one kind of turned me off to mm-hmm. the new series. But I think I'm your glowing review. I might watch it. Yeah. Um, before I do my really like, Anya just texted us. Oh, I saw that and I said sure. that she saw she met Brian Fuller again. Yeah, and it's like a real like picture oh with God. the two of them, and they look so great. I know. Anya's wearing her Captain Marvel T-shirt. I was about to say, yeah, they look really happy. They're obviously best friends now forever. Yeah, and, and Bro- Anya, you better not forget us when you're off gall- gallivanting Seriously. with your celebrity friends. Yeah, um, Brian Fuller is wearing a lanyard with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, serial name for the uh, Enterprise oh. NCC seventeen oh one. Oh, man, he's such a nerd. He's a giant nerd. Yeah, so that's great, Anya. That's probably what Anya's really liking this week, honestly. Yeah, it's Comic-Con and meeting all these celebrities. Meeting Brian Fuller twice. Twice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay, <laughs> so my really like for this week is this new Netflix series called Stranger Things. I saw that. 
You yes. watched it? I actually have not watched the entire thing yet oh, because work has been crazy this past week and the RNC killed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was running on 80%. Like, my body was 80% caffeine for most of the week. Then yesterday, it was 80% booze. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> my reason for being a little bit raspy today, if you guys noticed. So, Stranger Things is this Netflix series... Um, who was directed by? I wanted to see the Deffer Brothers. The Deffer Brothers. I love them. They, they I think they're twins or something. They I look don't know. very similar, but I. It's funny because I saw a picture of them and they just both part their hair different ways. So, oh, I kind of think just to let so we can tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's this great um, kind of homage uh, to. Steven Spielberg movies of like the 80s as well as Stephen King movies of the mm-hmm. 80s. Stand so, by me meets E.T. Yes, it's, that's essentially what it is. It's very E.T. Um, you can tell that they have a great love for these kind of childhood fantasy. Kids on bike movies. Kids on bike slash creepy horror movies. Um, it's really good. It's also got Winona oh Ryder. Winona is amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean this movie. In this series. It's it's basically a ten ep- an eight episode movie. It and honestly is. It builds really well. It's so well so tight. Um and Winona's just amazing and I love her so much and I'm so happy she's back, guys. If you didn't know, I'm the biggest Winona fan and I love her. Winona. Winona. So I really like Stranger Things. I've only seen two episodes, but from what I've seen of it, I completely recommend it. And it's very well done. And just like it's a story about like this small town where some sort of strange experiment or um, creature goes gets run gets on the loose. Well, it's and like some Stranger Things are happening. Yeah, almost Stranger mm. Things. Yeah, and um, after it runs out of this government facility. Um, this kid who is like a elementary school kid, a middle schooler, um, who is a part of a group of geeks who play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, disappears. And a lot of the series is of trying to find where he is. Like his his group of friends go off and try to find him. And instead they run into this young girl who has a shaved head and seems to have some sort of telepathic abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's... Very interesting, very mysterious, intriguing. Uh, Will of You, I remember, was not really, was kind of scared to watch it at first, but I was like, I gave my full-hearted recommendation. Because you don't like scary things, Mm -mm. and I don't like scary things. If you like it, I'll probably like it. Mm -hmm. But I like scary series for Mm -hmm. some reason. I don't know why. Like, TV shows, I can stand, but movies, I cannot. Because you can't withstand jump scares for eight episodes. Yeah, no, they can't do that. I like that sort of moody, atmospheric creepiness mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that I like even though I did get like a little bit of a nightmare after watching oh, no. a, an episode of Stranger Things mm-hmm. but it's really good I completely recommend I watched it over three days um, from like Tuesday to when, to Tuesday to Thursday mm. and it was great yeah it, 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 it ends well yeah. okay I'm, that's good to know I'm excited to finish it yeah um, so yeah that's my really like for this week cool uh, so if you want to tell us what you think about Comic-Con, about the panels, if you think we missed anything, uh, let us know. If you have any thoughts about Star Trek Beyond or about Stranger Things, you can let us know. And where can they let us know, Willoughby? You can find us on Facebook if you search for us there, um, the Millennial Falcon Podcast. We're also on Twitter, at Falcon Podcast. Our blog is millennialfalconpodcast.wordpress.com. Um, we're also on SoundCloud, and you can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at HTranBui on Twitter. And you can find me at Willoughby Dots on Twitter. 
All right. Thank you for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.